Jesse podcast is part of the Electronic Voice Phenomenon Strand for Liverpool Biennial 2012. It is produced by Mercy in partnership with Liverpool Biennial. For more information and to sign up for updates, visit biennial.com or mercyonline.co.uk forward slash podcasts. It's the final week of Liverpool Biennial, and unfortunately the final podcast in this 2012 series. If you're worried you're going to miss us, you'll be pleased to hear that we're doing a one-off show for Resonance FM later in the year. Keep an eye on Mercy's website for more details about that. And if you want to tweet us today, you can get me on at Vanessa Bartlett, that's B-A-R-T-L-E-T-T. This evening, Biennial Director Sally Talent is hosting an event called Changing the World from Here, which aims to forecast the future of Liverpool Biennial in a modern, post-industrial ecology. In this podcast, I chat to her about her ambitions for the future of the festival and find out that ultimately, however seismic the next shifts in Liverpool's cultural landscape, they exist as part of a long history of growth and change. Today's parasitic texts were written by Thomas Gorton and Annie Kerr. Taipei Biennial. Taiwan Biennial. Tallinn Print Triennial. Yokohama International Triennial of Contemporary Art. Young Artists Biennial Bucharest. Zero One Biennial. Western China International Art Biennale Whitney Biennial Whitstable Biennial WRO Media Art Biennale There are quite a lot of art biennales that have cropped up around the world over the past two decades. Although the Venice Biennale is the most well-known, The World Biennial Forum reckons that there are over 100 biennials that take place bi-yearly around the world. And of course, there's one in Liverpool. But what are biennials actually for? Are they just a good excuse for a holiday for an elite set of globe-trotting international artists? Or do they bring new and important ingredients to discussions about art and culture in their respective locations? As the global economy goes through a process of shrinkage and change, can biennials continue as a sustainable model for showcasing art and culture? We'd need hours of endless airtime to answer this question for every biennale. But as the 2012 Liverpool Biennial draws to a close, now seems like a great time to ask, what's the point of Liverpool Biennial? Here we go! Oh, come on, where is it? Oh, here we go! So just leaving the Liverpool to your head and the Cunard building, the Lava building and the Porter Liverpool building, uh, we will be heading towards Anfield, that's my and my Uncle Al's home, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, the Mighty Reds! Yay! The Anfield Home Tour, an artwork by Jana van Heeswijk in collaboration with the local community, was one of the most talked about artworks in this year's festival. 
The tour introduces audiences to the impact that regeneration schemes have had on local housing and the lives of people in Anfield. The work grew out of a collaborative community project that eventually hopes to establish itself as a cooperative in a recently closed bakery, providing jobs, training and home-baked bread to local communities. As a model for a participatory art project, this work is a far cry from the kind of uber-trendy relational aesthetics that tend to characterise contemporary ideas about art and engagement. This project is not about pointing and looking at local communities, or borrowing them to be involved in a short-term exhibition. It's about trying to change their lives from the inside looking out. Where's Fred? Where's Fred here? Uh, I do, Fred, you alright? One of the many local residents who is involved in the project, I chatted to Fred about what participating had meant to him. So what do you think this project by the Biennial's kind of done for people in the local area then? I mean, do you think it's kind of given you sort of more of a voice than you would have had otherwise? I think, I think the voice is right. I think it's actually starting to give people a voice. I don't think it's fully completed its uh, process yet, uh, but that's down to us to get more people in to express their own voices. But this kind of commissioning, which involves such a diverse range of collaborators, is not easy for organisations to undertake. I spoke to Sally Talent, director at the Biennial, about why this model of community-orientated practice can be one of the most challenging working methods for her organisation. One of the hardest things for institutions, and despite our scale and flexibility, we are, of course, an organisation, one of the hardest things is to tackle this kind of commissioning which is open-ended and durational so you know you don't know how long it's going to go on for you don't know how much it's going to cost you don't even know where it's leading for my board and for me that is quite anxious making however when you work with an artist such as Jana and invite her into the place it's our job to support that wherever it leads us when we first commissioned her she was working on a very different scale of project and it turned into this project, and it turned into this project out of a need that was articulated by the community in Anfield. In this case, the Biennial takes responsibility for nurturing and funding a project that lasts much longer than the 10-week duration of the festival, and will be sustained continuously over a period of years. And Sally is apparently willing to look for the money in some rather unusual places. You know, my role is to get the money. Yep. If you would like to make a contribution, you <laughs> Above the humming snake den, unafraid of the fall, they mock the breeze, clamber and claw at the high wire fence, roar into the street, shriek at passing girls. All tongue and tendrils, they call out in brazen, rude red, laugh in loud orange. Spit maroon blood, swear yellow obscenities, make shy heads turn. Although Liverpool has a confirmed ability to regenerate through cultural initiatives, not all art ought to have an instrumentalist agenda, or indeed focus on its local area. We'll hear more from Sally Talent and Liverpool-based writer Ken Taylor on this shortly. 
But first, I'm super excited to play some music by a, a young London-based band called Octagon Court, who I saw playing at Weising Art Centre earlier this year. This is Octagon Court and Bring Her In. Return to nature, I doubt you ever will Practice return to nature, our body's closer still My heart is full of rapture, a consistent act of will My aim is neat and simple, breathing lungs of chlorophyll Octagon Court and you can check them out on www.octagoncourtmusic.com Back to the biennial and particularly the kinds of projects that it might be looking to sustain in future years. Ahead of tonight's events, Changing the World from Here, 
I asked Sally Tallent if we could be seeing more of the kind of local arts engagement embodied in the Anfield Home Tour. Having repositioned the biennial this year as the UK's biennial, rather than simply the Liverpool biennial, it seems that her focus is on the global as well as the local. On the one level, I think it's important for us to reinforce a kind of grassroots, local kind of art scene. But we have to do something that brings the world's art, the world's press, people from all over the world, not just artists from all over the world, but people from all over the world to Liverpool, to do with um, us wanting to create really an extraordinary centre for things that can happen here that couldn't happen anywhere else in the world and I think it has happened all over the world you, you see it happen in um, Castle, a documentary happens in Castle in the middle of Germany or Munster or you know, I think, I think, I think it's going to be possible for us to do that but we have to maintain the level of ambition so what can we do extraordinarily um, that isn't already on offer in the city you know, linking us to other places in the world well Liverpool's always been that, we're, 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 we're a port it's always been about people coming in and out and goods coming in and out. So it's totally logical for us to link to other places in the world. To some extent, Liverpool Biennial is already a global biennial. But in the future, it looks like it will become even more focused on its relationship with the rest of the world. Sally Talent's aim is to raise the ambition for what Liverpool can achieve by making it an international hub. And this kind of renewal through cultural tourism is something that Liverpool has always done well. Liverpool-based journalist Ken Taylor explains. I always say looking at regeneration in the modern era in Liverpool, I say sort of the Toxteth riots as, as a change point. 1984, the Garden Festival, which then led to the Albert Dock, which led to the Tate Liverpool, which led to Lewis Biggs being in Liverpool, which led to him going, right. we have all these arts assets, money was there for fact. And then these things channeled into the creation of a biennial. Whatever the next stage in Liverpool Biennial's development, it will build upon a long history of gradual change and increasing success. And it's highly unlikely that a festival based in Liverpool will be able to function without taking on something of its history and infectious character. If I could be right every time, I would probably pass up the opportunity out of respect for my friends. Down in the ward, everyone keeps saying it's serious, and when I suggested anti-aging cream, everybody looked at the floor to reflect on their reflections and consider that perhaps they should not be so serious, but hospitals are no place for a class clown, and I should respect my elders for dying sooner than I. If I could be wrong, I'd like it to just be three more times so I get lucky on the last one. I switched the hands from noon to midnight, but fooled nobody, so painted the clock white and the walls azure until you slept in the sky, a dying star. In the dead of morning at 7am, you encouraged me with whispers while the music was low to spill it all. What did I really think of you? Exit to corridor where I am nauseous and thin-lipped and I consider telling the search party where you are with an anonymous phone call that saves me from having to answer your intrusive questions about the palpable distance between us. 
It is I who makes you laugh. Who pisses on your clothes. Who sleeps with a different ghost each night. What have you ever done for me? Have a lovely last weekend of the biennial, and thanks very much for listening.